Tēnā koutou. You're listening to a Tātai Ahorau Core Education Podcast. Kia ora, ko Rochelle Tokawingawa. My name's Rochelle. I'm part of the Learning Experience Team at Core Education. I'm here today with Sarah Te One and Pam O'Connell, and we're going to talk about when you need to have a critical conversation and how you have it. And they're going to share a story each about a critical, reflective conversation they've had. Kia ora korua. Tēnā koe, Rochelle. Kia ora. Kia ora. So, Sarah, what is a critical conversation? There's a lot of theory around critical conversation, but essentially a critical conversation is one that we've talked about as one of those breathtaking, heart-stopping, uh, throat in your mouth, heart in your mouth stopping moments. Something that actually stops you dead in your tracks and makes you recalibrate, makes you think, oops, we need to do something about what we've just heard. How are we going to broach this very often sensitive, often ethical quagmire? And so that's how I guess we're coming at this particular session with you today. Kia ora. Can you think of an example that's happened to you and how you dealt with it? I was thinking about one of the first examples I encountered when I was a very young teacher in my very early 20s. And I was working in Newtown Kindergarten and it was lunchtime. And in those days, there were two sessions a day and people had to come and collect their children at lunchtime. So there was a group of people coming in and they were a bit late. So I was sitting with a group of children on the couch reading a story And this sweet little girl looked up at me and said, my mum hates, very derogatory term about somebody, a a, a group of people. And I said, oh, and was quite taken aback by it. And as I looked up, this child's mother came up and she repeated the word again. And I said, well, what does this derogatory term mean? And she said, I don't know, but my mum hates them. And the mother looked incredibly embarrassed and picked up her child and left. And for me, it actually revealed a depth of ignorance that needed addressing. And so, as I really was just a beginning teacher, so I took it to my team and we started talking about what needed to happen. And our response to it was to introduce a lot more of the languages that were present in that very, very multicultural kindergarten. So it was a a very racist and insulting term that a child used in complete innocence. And it just showed me how this insidious element of racism can snowball intergenerationally and across children and people. So for me, that was a a critical conversation that needed to happen. Interestingly, we developed a very good program that we we did in conjunction with NZCER, Council for Educational Research, who were fascinated by what they saw in our kindergarten. And it became a whānau-based, very much everyone-involved program, stimulated by that one conversation. So that was my starting point, if you like, for a critical conversation. Oh, kia ora, Sarah. I like how something incredibly negative was turned into something positive. And Pam, just wondering if you could share with us an example of a critical conversation that you've been a part of or someone shared with you. OK, 
clarify, Rochelle. Um, these critical conversations are quite tricky when you're talking about people that you work alongside and quite closely or, or children that you're working with. I find it's really important to surface what lies behind what they're saying in the same way, actually, that Sarah was talking about. We've got to dig deeper. We've got to understand the foundations and the belief systems that sit under, underneath those things. It's very easy to jump to conclusions with this topic. So I'm going to share an example, and it's a typical example of when I'm working in schools. And someone made the comment, another teacher's made the comment, I wish we could have these parents look after their kids. And it was kind of said like that. So my response was to start a conversation. It wasn't to ask a whole lot of questions because they can be a weapon too and in front of people. So I use a framework called the ladder of inference. Some of you may have heard of that to support a conversation. I didn't respond straight away. I checked in later to see if the time was right to dig a bit deeper and so we ended up on our own and then I just started the conversation so I noticed you said this this morning tell me more about it what are you thinking when you say this and I use this critical thinking framework to to tease out to tease out her thinking and and lead her to what what was in behind it and what impact it may have and hurt it might have for others the conversation actually revealed that she was really shocked to think she had that, that this is what people took from her, you know, from her words. And she said to me, I'm not hearing myself and how I might have heard others. So then it was an easy step forward for us. And it would have been easy for me to go on an attack and do a one-liner, but I didn't. I used that framework. It's hard when it's in the moment and you're in front of a lot of people and people, and people expect you because of who you are, to make a response. So that's my example, and yeah, it's a lifetime of learning how to respond. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Pam, and I guess one of the pleasures of working together on this has been how, even though we've worked in different sectors at opposite ends of the education sector, those critical, heart-stopping, jaw-dropping comments are common between us and luckily they're not too common but we do need to have a, a safe way of dealing with them and one of the things I reread on the weekend was a bit of John Holt good old John Holt and I happened to open the book and the first thing he at the page had opened on was teachers talk too much and so the the, the comment that you made Pam about actually uh, I'm not going to go in I'm not going to respond I'm not going to react I'm going to wait and gently kind of tease out what is behind this. Tēnā koutou. You've been listening to a Tātai Ahorau Core Education Podcast. Mm-hmm.